Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. Streets of Union City. To your nighttime radio. Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey, no. From 7 till 11. Live, local, and live. Welcome to Tuesday night in New Jersey, Steve Trevelace. You and me till 11 o'clock tonight. So much to talk about because that's what we do in New Jersey 101.5. We talk Jersey. All right, tonight we got to talk about marijuana. We are just uh, less than two days away from legal weed recreationally coming to the Garden State. Uh, but to start things off at 1-800-283-101.5, have you ever been so angry? driving around the streets of New Jersey and seeing road rage, seeing someone driving so aggressively that you actually turn them in, that you actually get on your phone and you turn them in a state where you keep your mouth shut. Would you rat on your fellow New Jersey driver? My producer did. You're making and she's me here feel, now. You're making me feel so bad about it you now. Rat it on a Jersey driver. Okay, let uh, me give the backstory at least. Give the backstory. At so, least. as Jordan Jensen, my producer. It was Easter. Yes. Which probably makes it a little worse. The day of our Lord, rising from the dead, a happy day, everybody's happy. So I'm driving my boyfriend's grandma's, they live in Bordentown. Over the river, through the woods. I'm on my way there, right. and there's a tractor trailer in front of me. And they are riding on the tail of this really small white car. Um, and they're literally the right track on- the trailer is? Yes. And they're like right on the butt of this white car. It's as if they don't even see them there. Okay, so then they change lanes with no turn signal. Right. All right, they keep going, whatever. I'm like, all right, no big deal. They're just not thinking. Then I see them almost swerve into another tractor trailer. So this person is just completely not paying attention. That's like the third accident I've almost seen them get in. Right. I pull out my phone. Well, actually, I didn't pull it out. I have like a thing that holds my phone. Right. Like a mount on my car. Just click pound, star seven, seven. And you ratted the guy yeah. out. Well, I thought it was worse to let a big tractor trailer keep swerving around the highway. Right. You know, that's going to hurt more people than it is me just calling him in. I've never heard of anybody doing that. I've never heard of anybody ratting out a driver on the road or calling the cops about a driver. Well, it's not even the cops. It's pound seven, seven. It's aggressive driver. Well, what do they do? Who do they send out? Well, the cops. Well, <laughs> but I don't feel like send that. Vinny out it's not like I'm calling nine one one. Like, there's this jerk driving. Like, no, it's it is for aggressive drivers. But at the same time, I'm trying to prevent a further accident. Someone no, I injured. get that, but I wonder how many people do that. Yeah, am I, I mean, the most only people one? People just get aggravated. Most people they get momentarily pissed till they get away from the guy. They forget, but to actually aggressively call and turn the guy in. And, uh, you know, and I don't even know, like, what happens when they do that? And so, what, can you can you just mess with people and just call them up and say, hey, my friend is uh, driving aggressively. Go get him. I don't know. So I called in and they ask you where you're driving and what right. road you're driving on. I let them know where I was driving and I described the truck. I got his license plate and I let them know in my mind. I wasn't even doing it out of my like 
anger at him. Like, I wasn't no, mad at you him. You were trying to save the other drivers on the road. Yeah, I'm thinking of what that little white car who he was tailing. I was wondering what they felt. They were probably in pure panic. Like, this truck's about to ram into Why didn't you get out of the way? I, Couldn't they change lanes? I mean, I don't know. It was pretty. It was pretty packed road. It was a pretty busy road at the moment. But I can't be the only one. So you do that thing, like when somebody's tailgating you that bad, they should have like um, something on the dashboard where you hit a button on a dashboard and a cardboard middle finger pops out from the back rear view. Oh, see, I like that. Right in the back, in the rear view window. And that just pops up at the guy. My dad gave me a bumper sticker when I got my first car, and it said, "Keep honking, buddy. I'm reloading." Yeah, I don't have well, a gun. Like that, or even the <laughs> even the like rocket fires out of the exhaust pipe <laughs> into the grill yeah, or just, something like a James Bond thing. But I but, can't be the only one who's called in an aggressive driver. I don't know. Has anyone ever called in an aggressive driver? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Would you ever call in an aggressive driver, or have you ever called in an aggressive driver, or have you ever been called in as an aggressive driver? Because that's something too. Like, what do they do? Like, do they do they? How do they even approach that? Do they just sh- pull you over and say someone else's uh, claims that you're an aggressive driver? I, I mean, what if you're you're driving, like you see the guy, you take off, and now somebody else, you know, the cops come. Uh, officer, I don't know what you're talking about. Who, me? 1-800-283-101.5. I don't know how you could even do it. But have you ever done it? I I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it because, like, let he who is without sin. Chris is in Freehold on New Jersey 101.5. Chris, how you doing? Hey, how's it going, guys? All right. Have you ever done it? Uh, I actually done it a few times. All right. Now you called another. You called out another aggressive driver. You turned in another aggressive driver. Oh yeah. Uh, one actually just happened uh, this past Friday. Right. Uh, I'm going my way into work. I'm cruising about sixty-five, seventy up on Route Nine. Right. And uh, a truck flew past me doing about 100. Right. And I called 911, spoke to a cop, and I actually saw the guy get pulled over. <clears throat> you did? Yeah. All right, yeah, because he had to be that far ahead of you. So, I mean, he was pretty far ahead of you that by the time you passed him, the cops were already there. Oh, yeah. They probably called him about like 15 minutes after I called. Right. Did you have to give them any information on you? No, they uh, they asked me if I wanted like, to give like any uh, video because I got dash cameras in my car. Okay. Oh, you got dash cameras? You could even give them. Yeah. All right. So, and you, how many times have you done this? Uh, probably about twenty-five, thirty-five. You've done it twenty-five, thirty-five times. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Chris. The way people- the way, the way people drive around here, I, I, I say a prayer going into work. Mm-hmm. Now, how far are you from work? Uh, usually about 45 minutes. And where do you, you live in Freehold, right? Where do you work? I actually, I actually live in Jackson. I work in Freehold. Oh, okay. 45 minutes from Jackson to Freehold? Yeah, with morning traffic going northbound. Yeah. Yeah, they're all nuts down there because they got the ex-New Yorkers think they own the road from Freehold, right? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, that's pretty good. 
I, ne- I never heard of that. Chris, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. But look at this. We got people calling in. Have you ever turned in an aggressive driver in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been turned in as an aggressive driver in New Jersey? I want to know what happens. I'd love to know, like, you know, uh, how does this work? If you're a cop, how, how is this handled? 1-800-283-101.5. In business, you need to focus on making money when it comes to payroll. Let the experts at BMA handle it. The BMA is your one-stop shop for payroll with a personalized approach. No power of attorney agreements, no contracts, no middleman, just a flat monthly fee. They work with your accountant, integrate your 401k, workman's comp, HR providers, and protect against payroll tax fraud. Mention New Jersey 101.5 to waive the $250 setup fee. You've got enough to deal with in business. Let BMA handle the payroll. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. 101.5 presents the Town Hall, the future of work in the Garden State. This Thursday night at 7, join news anchor Eric Scott as we examine recent workforce challenges. Whether you're an employee or employer, we'll provide you with a map for our changed New Jersey workplace. Thanks to our sponsor, CSI Group, New Jersey's premier tax and estate planning firm, New Jersey 101.5 Town Hall, the future of work in the Garden State. Join us this Thursday night at 7 on NJ1015.com or listen on your radio or on our free app and then we'll eat world. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5 Have you ever turned in an aggressive driver in New Jersey? Have you ever been turned in by an aggress- by, as the aggressive driver in New Jersey? Mike is in Oxford on New Jersey 101.5. Hey Mike. Hey, how you doing Steve? Good buddy, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Now, I have called on a truck. Right. But first, let me say that 99% of the truck drivers are awesome guys. Right. Yeah, they're, they're pros. Right. It's what they do. But this one guy was doing what she said. It was right on this car, and he was doing it on purpose. So I was with my girl. She filmed it and took pictures of it, and we called the company. Right. Ooh. And the company actually contacted us and asked us to send over the video and the pictures. Wow. So I'm sure they addressed it. Did they uh, reward you in any way? No, nah, they were just thankful that we called because this this guy was, like, really out of hand. Mm-hmm. And at one time I called on a drunk driver. He was trashed. And right. while I was on the phone with 911, he crosses over this highway, goes 20 feet in the air, crashes on the hood of his car. Ooh. What, did he end up all right or what? He actually crawled out of the window. Damn. So when you're drunk, you can do that. <laughs> you always hear that all the time, right? The guys, that it, they just get out of everything. So, so now, now... Absolutely. Yeah. Now, now, you didn't call 911. What's the number? Was it pound 77 or something? What was the number you actually called? I was actually in North Carolina for that one. So oh, I okay. Nine one one. Yeah, I'm not Jordan. What is it? Pound seven seven, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. What a story, Mike. Thanks for the call through New Jersey one hundred one point five. How many times you see a drunk driver gets in an accident, they walk away? Uh, you don't even because your body's so relaxed when you're sleeping. Same thing, right? Mike is in Lumberton on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Hey, Mike. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, pal? Good, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I could have been uh, one of the people that somebody called on it at, at some point because I, I actually have a pretty far drive, half hour up to work from Lumberton and Lawrence, and then I go from 
Lawrence down to Audubon to pick up my son a couple of days a week. Wow. But, um, yeah, it's, I, I'm on the road a decent amount. But I did call one time on somebody. Right. Um, I was leaving work, and basically from, like I'll say, the Bordentown area all the way down to maybe like the Cherry Hill area, there was this guy that just kept swerving. So I called that pound 77 number. And what happens is a, a cop, like they asked me the same questions. Where are you at? What's the mile post? And I'm telling you, I don't know how fa- I don't know how they got there so fast, but all of a sudden I saw a cop car pull up behind the car that was driving erratically. Wow. And what they do is, I think, they tail them for a little while to see if they are actually driving erratically. Because right. I guess, you know, anybody could call that number and try to get someone jammed up. But then after about two or three minutes, they, they pulled the guy over. So I guess to answer your question, the way they, what they do is they, I guess they have cops that, you know, every exit, it, had, it has to be. Was it an unmarked car that you saw or was it an actual cop car? Yes. Or was it, it was an unmarked, unmarked car? It was a gray unmarked, um, like, like uh, one of those older, like, Caprices. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they, like I said, they tailed them for a little while. And I, I followed the guy longer than my ex. I should have got off beforehand. <laughs> you had to see. I kind of wanted to know what happened. Yeah, had you had to know. <laughs> and so that's what they did in my situation. There was a, an undercover cop car that kind of tailed them to see, I guess, if they were doing it. When you drove past him, did you give the guy the finger or anything or uh, give him the ah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's one thing you know him. You don't want him to know about you. <laughs> that's right, the exactly. There you go. <laughs> Mike, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Chris is on the parkway on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Chris. Hey, Steve, how are you? I'm good, pal. What about you? Oh, hanging in there, hanging in there. Tell me so, your story. I'm up and down the parkway all day, every day. Right. And the stuff that I see on a daily basis, just, it's just, I, I don't know, it's just unbelievable. But I would definitely, and I have called and reported people in the past. And uh, it's just, what, what I see on the parkway on a daily basis is just unbelievable. Um, tailgating, um, you know, speeding. Uh, people hogging the left lane and causing accidents or causing people to get frustrated because they're hogging the left lane. So naturally everybody gets, you know, bent out of shape and they all go crazy. Um, I think there was an accident last week that happened that held up the parkway for half a day because of uh, road rage. Road rage, yeah, road rage, you know, and uh, in New Jersey, right, the number one most aggravating driving tactic. So now, do you remember anyone that stands out that you called in, like the the, the biggest one? Uh, not really. I mean, most of the times, it's, it's surprisingly enough, it's Jersey drivers that are doing it. Um, so it's not anybody in particular, but I've gotten to the point where I'm doing 65, cruise control set, hang out in the right lane mm -hmm. and I just watch these people, you know, I've seen people swerving all the time. Um, actually I had some guy on route 70 and I stopped and saw a cop and pointed, you know, told, told him that the guy was driving erratically. He was swerving all over the place, but he couldn't be bothered. <laughs> really? You must've been on his break. Yeah. You know, he probably, you ever see when you get the two cars like late at night that are drag racing on the parkway? Or, you know, on the turnpike. Oh, and meow, yeah. And you got, do you have to get the license plate number or you just describe the car? Uh, so I do have a dash cam and there is a little button that I can press and take a snapshot at any point. Mm -hmm. 
So if I do encounter something like that, yeah, I will take a picture and I will report them. Wow. All right, Chris, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever uh, called in an aggressive driver? Have you ever reported an aggressive driver? Chad, he's doing what they call about. Have uh, you ever called in and reported the aggressive driver? Yeah, when I used you to did? work. Yeah, when I wor- used to work up north, there was a guy just zooming back and forth and actually knocked a few cars. Didn't knock a few cars, but a few cars swerved into the median, like into the grassy section. So. At that time, I th- I forget what the what was it six one one or pound Star, pound seven seven pound seven seven yeah, uh, yeah. so I, I called that uh, but that was like five six years ago. Look at this, everybody's a freak today. Everybody's turning <laughs> everybody man. Now I got to worry about the world when I drive. Well, I have you know? to worry about that last caller on my drive home from the turnpike every <laughs> night. That's what I have to worry about. <laughs> Leave chat alone. It is seven thirty. Now, the latest New Jersey weather brought to you by the Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey has taken a... Has betting taken the fun out of being a sports fan? If so, you may have a gambling problem. The Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey can help you reclaim your life. Call 800-GAMBLER or visit 800gambler.org right now. All right, Steve Trevelis in here with Jordan DeFink. Turns in aggressive drivers. So... We don't know what happened, right? Did you ever go pat? You saw the the cop pull the guy over? No. So basically, for anyone who missed it, I, I reported a tractor trailer driver on Easter because he was swerving and was tailing another car. And I called him in, reported it, and then he got off of an exit. Right. Which actually led me to call pound 77 again and tell them what exit he what got exit off What exit he of. got off of? Did you follow him home? <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure he didn't cause any problems and ruin someone's Easter. Yes. But people are making me feel a little better about this. I'm not the only one. How may make you feel bad? But you know. No, you didn't. You didn't. But it makes me feel better I'm not the only one. But we haven't heard from any females. Any females. So All it right. seems that males would so call it So men in. will turn in men, but will women turn in men? Well, it's All not right. about what gender you are turning, what person you're turning in, but it seems men were well, willing to call. <laughs> well, it's, it's not about who was driving the car. It's, right. Men seem to be willing to report it. I haven't heard from any females who have done it oh, besides okay. myself. All right. I want to know, has anyone ever turned in an aggressive driver? 1-800-283-101.5. Bill is in South Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Bill, what's going on? Steve, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? I can't complain. It's early yet, Bill. Give it time. Right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make her happy because I turned in a woman. You turned in a woman. Okay. Tell me the story. On Route 80, going westbound towards Pennsylvania. Right. She thought she was important, and she decided to hop frog, leapfrog every single car. She moved from lane to lane to lane, one car, one car, one car. Right. So I called the uh, 911 in the local area, and they sent out some cops and. They actually pulled over just before she paid her toll. And you saw her that quickly. It happens that fast, right? Yeah, it was that fast. How about There must that? have been a cop at the toll booth. There must have been a cop at the toll booth. Now, they asked for your information too, right? Yes, they did. They wanted to know if I'm going to call, and I said yes. Mm-hmm. They asked what she was doing, and I said, leapfrogging. I said, she looked like a checkerboard. She was hopping, hopping, hopping. Yeah, I kind of do that myself, honestly. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm, I'm just impatient when I do. I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm not trying to run anybody off the road. But I'm just like, you know, when you get those, like, almost like Frogger, you know, like on the video game, like the Seinfeld episode. I'm just trying to cut in, cut out, cut in, cut out. Because if I go in the right lane, I'll see a slow-moving car in front of me in the left lane, right? And I figure if I get in the right lane, then I can pass this guy. But he seems to go just fast enough for me not to be able to do that. And then eventually I got to get back in the left lane. Only now three other cars have sped up to take my spot, and it just becomes more aggravation than it's worth. But yeah, but I got I, I sympathize with the poor woman. Wants to, you know, we, we don't want to spend our life driving in New Jersey, and then we got to worry about aggressive people. You guys calling everybody in? You... I have a trick for tailgaters. What's that? Turn your lights on. Your 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 tail lights will come on. And they'll think it's your brakes. You know, jam their brakes on. Ah, there you go. There you go. Bill, Bill's got a trick. Let's go to Bob in Sayerville on New Jersey 101.5. Robbo, what's up? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So I got a good one. I was uh, coming back from college a couple years ago, Kane University, and uh, I was on the bridge coming into Sayerville, and there was a car in front of me swerving. And it uh, it actually took the Sayerville exit. I was behind it. It crashed. Hit the guardrail, spun out, kept driving. Wow. I dialed, I dialed 911, and then we went on to Main Street Extension in Sarable, and it went on to the Parkway South. So I got transferred to the state police. Right. And I, I had the plate numbered everything, and I don't know what happened with them, but they crashed and kept driving. How about that? You, you never know. Like yeah. You never know what the situation is with people, too. You know, maybe the yeah, guy's drunk, or maybe it's, a med maybe it's like a medical emergency that he had to get somebody in the yeah. car to the hospital. Or he just yeah, wanted to get the hell out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyone knows. My things. eyes. Huh? I, I, you can imagine that. Yeah. I mean, and he just keeps going and nothing bothers him. Yeah. Like nothing happens. Yep. Maybe he had drugs. He was running from the cops. Yeah. <laughs> we can, we can do, we can, we can, we keep talking about this, Bob. We can make a whole movie out of this. This is pretty good. You got, you got the base. Yeah. You got the base of something good here. Bob, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. We have some of the most aggressive drivers here in New Jersey. And sometimes we get so angry, especially if you're producing this show, that you will pick up the phone and you will call star 77 and turn them in. And Jordan did that. So uh, have you ever turned in an aggressive driver? Now, is this the first time you ever turned in an aggressive driver? Probably not. You've done it before. I definitely have. And I was saying to you, my theory on it is not because I'm mad at the person or no. I want to get them in trouble. It's right. I'm trying to prevent a further accident or further injury that they could cause from their reckless driving. Saving them from themselves. Yes. They'll thank you for it one day. As they're sitting in jail, paying off that huge ticket, they'll say, good thing Jordan kept me from killing somebody. That's my goal here. It could work. But seriously, I definitely am not the only one, obviously, but there are more people out here who've done this. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know 1-800-283-101.5. But also, you don't know what the story is in the other car. You know, you don't know, like, uh, same thing, when somebody's behind you and they're, like, pushing you out of the way and you get the pain in the ass in the left lane that'll just be, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to go slower now. You don't know that the guy behind you doesn't have, like, you know, his pregnant wife in the car. Got to get to the hospital or, you know, or some kind of a medical emergency like that. But have you ever turned somebody in? Would you ever turn somebody in? And here's the other thing. If you got turned, I'd love to hear this. If you got turned in, how did
did you feel? Like, did, did the cops tell you? Hey, you're not going to believe this. We got yeah, how you? You're not going to believe how we found you. Or would they just say, well, we're on the case and this is what we do all day. Finally, the weather's warmer and bonus. We can actually go outside and get moving. More places to go, more things to do, more little lakes and pains to discover because, well, you haven't been moving. Well, you need to call Trinity Rehab. What are you waiting for? Trinity Rehab can help. And now is the time. Give them a call at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. They have the EPAP machine, which most places don't have. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, gets rid of pain fast. Most patients are better in three five-minute sessions. No prescription needed to get started. Call them at 800-518-0977 or trinity-rehab.com. They're here for you. Isn't it time to start feeling better and have no pain? Call Trinity Rehab with locations in Newtown, Doylestown, and Newtown Square. You know they have locations all around New Jersey like Somerset, Short Hills, Wayne, Wall, and Wyckoff. And check out their newest locations in Hackensack and Cherry Hill. Jersey News. Win up to $10,000 on New Jersey 101.5. Kimberly Strong of Pittman is our latest winner in the Jersey Cash Codes contest, and you could be next. Listen weekdays for the code words and enter them on our app. The more you enter, the more chances to win, up to $10,000. Thanks to our sponsors, the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Bet Parks, it's go time, baby. The Jersey Cash Codes contest win up to $10,000 on New Jersey 101.5. The station that asks, have you ever... Turned in an aggressive driver in New Jersey. 1-800-283-101.5. Sophie's in Staten Island on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Sophie. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? All right. Love your show. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Have you ever turned in an aggressive driver? Yes, I have. Uh, About three or four years ago, my daughter and I were heading to uh, Jersey uh, from Staten Island over the Outer Bridge Crossing. Uh-huh. 18-wheeler uh-huh. in front of us, swerving back and forth on the shoulder, back into traffic, over the bridge, doing the same thing. We followed him, I want to say a good 10, 15 miles past the Outer Bridge. Right. I was on the phone with 911. They kept switching counties for me. They finally had it set up where, what exit are you approaching? We have a cop sitting on the side of the road. He finally pulled him over. How the man didn't wipe out cars and people, I, it, it amazed me. You know what? Yeah, it sounds like it, sounds like it yeah. would. The cop, I, my daughter and I pulled over. I said, we're his only backup right now. I don't know what this driver is doing. I said, so we sat far oh. enough back on the shoulder. He went up to the window. Everything was calm. There was no shooting. We, we pulled away. I don't know whatever happened to the man. I would love I to know how they yeah. do that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because we had a we had a cop, and then he hung up. I'd love to know, like, if you're a cop, call in. I mean, how how does that work? Do you pull the guy? Listen, we hear we hear you've been reported as a uh, you know as an aggressive driver. I know, like someone said earlier, they drive behind you for a while to see if there's any validation to it. But still, yeah. He he did. He he was right at the exit that they told us he would be at or the entrance. Mm-hmm. He did follow him for, I, I'm going to say, couldn't have been more than half a mile. And he just pulled him over because he could see how, I mean, on the shoulder, back into traffic, almost hitting the, the 
the cement dividing wall back into traffic again. And, and every time he's doing it, I'm saying, oh, 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 my God, oh, my God, he's going to hit somebody. Yeah, he you, didn't hit anybody. It, right, God you know was it. just watching over all the drivers and the driver of the truck. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good job by you, Sophie. You probably saved his life. Andy's in Manchester on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Andy. Hey, how you doing? Good. What are you thinking? Well... I'm a tractor trailer driver. I do gasoline and jet fuel. Right. And I was on the Atlantic City Expressway, I think Friday. And there were two cars, perfect case of road rage, a Tesla and an Audi. I mean, flying, flying where I could feel my truck sucked in. They came that close to me, flying by me, then jamming on the brakes to get the other guy to try to hit him. Back and wow. full stop in the fast lane. Oh, yeah, I got right on with the uh, authority on the expressway, and they asked me, you know, location and everything else. And by the time I got up to where the expressway made it into 42, they had both of them to the side of the road. And I don't know how they didn't lose control and just smash each other. It was that bad. Especially of the electric car with the lithium battery. If that thing gets run into, forget it. Oh, and meanwhile, they're on the side of me. They're coming to a full stop on the side of me. I'm in the right lane. There's left lane. It's only two lanes. And they slam their brakes on. Now, they smash each other. I'm running over a bunch of stuff and blowing my tires. So I'm freaking out with these cops on the phone, and they got them. Yeah, yeah I don't realize how tough that is when somebody gets in front of you driving a tractor trailer and decides to slam the brakes. Yeah. And I've got, you know, 8,000 gallons of jet fuel on the truck. And yeah. Joke. Even worse. Yeah, you could take out the road, Andy. Good That's stuff, right. man. Thanks for calling New Jersey one hundred one point five. Right, Mary Bryant, please hang out one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Have you ever turned in an aggressive driver, someone who's just been such a maniac on the road that you had to call star seven seven and turn him into the authorities, and then uh, happen to drive by later and see them pulled over by said authorities? Now, if, you've, if this has ever happened to you and you've been the aggressive driver, I'd love to hear from you as well. Also, if you're a police officer who's ever done this, uh, pulled over the aggressive driver based on the call. 1-800-283-101.5. Jersey Radio. You and me until 11 o'clock tonight. Steve Trevelisse. Number to get through, 1-800-283-101.5. Talking about the idea of reporting someone aggressively driving on the roads of New Jersey. Have you ever done it? Would you ever do it? Were you ever the victim of it? Well, the victim of it, the person, the the object of their affections. And uh, if you're a police officer, how often does this happen? 1-800-283-101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Brian is on the Parkway on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Brian. How you doing, Steve? I'm good, pal. How about you? Pretty good. First time calling you. I've called in the daytime before. Well, welcome. It's about time you stepped up, Brian. <laughs> you had a lot of practice. Now it's time. That's it. Hit the big leagues. There you go. What do you think? What happened? So my wife and I are traveling out to Pennsylvania for a funeral about a year and a half ago. Right. And there's this jerk in a tanker truck, changing lanes, swerving in and out, tailgating us. I mean, literally, you couldn't even see his bumper. Tailgating us and running around. And my wife decides, okay, let's just get some pictures of this and report it. 
So she gets pictures of him so close to us in the back. Right. And swerving almost into our lane from the next lane over. And she decides, well, let's just Google the company and call the company and report them. So she calls and gets somebody from customer service or whatever and told them about it. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll inform the president, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, about two hours later, the president calls her back personally. Really? And says, yeah, says, oh, thank you for informing us that we've had some issues with this guy. And uh, you have pictures and things? My wife's like, yeah, sure, I'll be glad to send them. Ooh. All right, if your pictures turn out good, he'll be fired as soon as he gets back from his run. How about that? <laughs> wow. Got him. Got him. You know what, though? You would figure that, like, the drivers, like the, the truckers, they got nothing else to do. They're paid to be on the road. What's the rush? Right? You're getting paid to drive, drive. It's not like you gotta, you know, you gotta get anywhere unless he's, uh, you know, gets a bonus if he gets the, uh, shipment there quicker or whatever. But you yeah, would five minutes faster, right? Right. And that's really all you're saving in the long run. But then on and top the biggest, of the, go ahead. No, the biggest part of it was we're going 81 and he was turning off going another way. Uh-huh. And he saw us taking his picture and things. He flipped, he hung his arm out the window and flipped us the bird. Sure, you got a picture of that? My wife blew him a kiss. Ah, there we go. There we go. That's Jerry. See who gets the last laugh. You got it. Who gets the last paycheck? Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Mary is in Stafford Township on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Mary. Hi, Steve. Great to talk to you. I'm glad glad you're here. Tell me. Well, I was also in Pennsylvania. Right. Two-lane road. Right. Uh, person in front of me, very erratic driving. Right. I I continued driving. I was on my way somewhere. I kept watching him. Right. Finally, he pulls into a convenience store. Uh-huh. I pulled in. Right. Called the police. And then? And I found out later um, there was an arrest for heroin. Ooh. You made yeah. the bust. Yeah. How about that? So, you know, I mean... Who would ever thought, right? And you never know. Another time, you never know. Another time, I called on a school bus driver. Really? Yeah, and the the this district was very nice. They said if you didn't call, we wouldn't know. I don't know whatever happened to that. Well, I imagine you know you can't take any chances with that. You know, and they have so no, much right? trouble trying to find school bus drivers. They're offering like thirty bucks an hour now. But yeah, yeah it's crazy. it really is. You know, if, you, if you're yeah. professionally driving, why why even bother? You know what I mean? You're you're getting paid to be on the road anyway. Just do your job. Uh, stay yeah. out of trouble, especially when now we live in the age of cell phones and people can drop the dime on you as easy as you did and so many other people did. You figured they wouldn't right. do and that. I think in that case, when the school bus, I don't think there was any kids on there, but you know, still, it's like, what happens if there is? And, uh, and yeah, and you know what? Even if there isn't, what happens if anything happens? The company's still liable, liable for him on insurance. It's a whole thing. Mary, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. What about you? 1-800-283-101.5. Jordan, my producer, uh, actually dropped a dime on a driver on Easter Sunday, called in, reported. Uh, have you ever done that? I never realized how much people did that. I always thought it was like the last, 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 last resort. 
But now, if you're driving along New Jersey and you're being aggressive and you're going in and out of traffic, you know, you got to look around there because usually you look around. Where is the cop? Do I see the cop over here? Do I see the cop over there? Now you got to worry about every freaking car on the road. You know, it's one thing when you're looking for the marked car. But now you don't know, like, uh, you know, if you're going to if you're going to start weaving and zigging and zagging and stuff, you don't know that the guy, you know, next to you isn't on the phone calling the cops about you. Pete's in Ewing on New Jersey 101.5. Were you the uh, reporter or the reportee? First off, how you been, pal? I've been good, Pete. I didn't mean to speed the conversation up. I'll slow it down for you. How you doing? Oh, you know it's got to go slow for this guy. Right. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, me and my family, we were traveling home from uh, Maine from our vacation this, this past summer. Right. And um, there were some punks in a souped-up uh, Mustang. Right. And uh, he clearly did not know how to drive it properly. And uh, he he kept cutting us off for no reason. Right. Like, and I would go into the next lane. He would do it, get right in front of me, and brake check me. Really? So, oh, yeah. He wasn't even from the surrounding area, like states or anything. He was, like, from the Midwest. What a douche. And, uh, oh, definitely. So my kids, you know, gave him the jersey salute. Right. He was number one. Right. And uh, so I, I was driving. I don't use my cell phone while I'm driving. I don't. I don't even use hands-free most of the time. So I told my wife to report it right now because right. he was following us for over about five miles. And um, so after we got off the phone with them, we followed him off the exit, to, and we were up in North Jersey still. So um, followed him till the police pulled this punk over. And uh, we had video, everything, and him brake-checking us, you know, everything possible, you know, dangerous to kill somebody he was doing. Wow. And uh, you, don't, you don't put my family or anybody else's family on lives in jeopardy while I say it. I'm making sure you get in trouble for it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. You got him. I see somebody, I'm reporting it. All right, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. What about you? PC, someone he's reporting it. How often do you do this? How often do you? I didn't realize it was done this much in New Jersey. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Have you ever reported an aggressive driver? Have you ever been reported as an aggressive driver? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Steve Trevelis. To achieve top dollar for your home, you need an agent who can create an auction-like effect with buyers competing for your home and driving up the price. Call Rob to take advantage of this seller's market, and you can get thousands of dollars more than you ever imagined. Rosemary had an investment property in Brick. She'd been renting out for years. She knew the market and was hot, uh, so decided to cash in and sell the investment property. And she got a great return on her investment because she trusted Rob and his team. It took only nine days to get 16 showings and multiple offers. It sold for $294,855, all cash, $26,355 over the list price. Robert Dugansky has superior marketing to sell your home. No worries if your situation changes. You can get out of the contract at any time. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. 
888-900-0015 or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com and start packing. It's fast traffic. Dubai Investor Schooling. Join Bill Spadia as he speaks at the Investor Schooling Live Workshop, Finances and Freedom, How to Bounce Back Financially After COVID and Regain Your Freedom. Get your tickets now at 4MMV.com. That's 4MMV.com. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever turned someone in for driving aggressively? You're driving in the car, you see the nut job on the road, and in and out, in and out, and you hit pound 7-7, seven, seven, and you let them know about it. And then later on, you see the car pulled over. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever done it? Have you ever been the uh, object of the doing? Is that a best one way to say it, right? Daryl is on 78 on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Daryl. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? So what? I'm well. I'm well. So what I do is I drive the truck. Right. And when you're on 78, okay, you got to get on to 78. And then there's people are in the right lane. Four-wheelers are in the right lane when the left lane to the left of the right lane is wide open. So they continue to ride the right lane, and how are the trucks going to get on the highway if they don't turn their wheels to 11 o'clock, smooth over to the middle lane, and allow the trucks to get on the lane? So I'm getting on the road. Uh, I guess the person called up for me and said I was aggressive driving. I don't understand how I'm aggressive driving because you won't allow me to get on 78. Well, you know, so they, they called that, that you were the aggressive driver. I was aggressive driving because when you come on the ramp to get on 78, you know, you, you have to get on the right lane. Right. So what now is the left lane. The, it's three lanes. The, the middle lane is wide open. So now what happened? The, cops the, pulled, the cop came up and gave you a ticket? Cops pulled me over and said, we got reports of aggressive driving. They didn't give me a ticket. I said, explain to them. I'm trying to get on the highway. Right. And the person was in the right lane, refused to go to the left lane. I don't know what it is where four-wheelers think they can challenge the trucks. You're going to lose if you challenge the truck. You're not going to win. Of course. You're undefeated when it comes. When trucks and cars, trucks are undefeated. I think they're like a million and up. Take the trucks, give the points. Absolutely. But I don't understand why people would accuse you of that, right? You're just trying to do your job. I'm trying to, because I'm trying to get on the highway. Yeah, you got to get on the highway. What do they want you to do? They refused to go to the center lane. So I just wanted to let people know that when you see the trucks get down the highway, get away from the truck. Just get away from the truck. Get away from the truck. I got you, Daryl. You, you, you don't have to go parallel to the truck. You don't have to get in front of the truck and step on your brakes and try to box them in. I mean, it's, it's a nightmare out there. Uh, and you know what? And that, that People do get really aggressive with trucks. They get very angry. You get a lot of rage just because you're a truck on the road and you're making them drive slow and you're in their way. Uh, you get you deal with a lot of that. And then there was a comment said that, you know, we're drivers and uh, yes, we are professional drivers and we get paid to get from point A to point B. But at the end of the day, the cars, they have to respect. I know they don't want to. But the cars have to respect the trucks, just like the motorcycles got to respect the cars. Yeah, you make a good point, Daryl. Peter's in Lawrence on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Peter? Well, I called once, right. and I called a friend. Right. I was going to church from Lawrence to Princeton. Right. I have to check the cemetery, make right. sure the flowers are perfect mm -hmm. for my mother and right. my father. Right. This guy went by me. You're not allowed to pass on 206. He was riding my butt. 
I'm doing a speed limit, and that's all he kept on going was behind me. So finally, I have hands free. Right. I haven't gotten a ticket since 1998. I do the speed limit. I don't bother anyone. Right. I just do what I'm supposed to do with two hands on the wheel. Right. So I don't know what happened to him, but that's all my friend said was pull over, put on your hazards, calm yourself, get yourself back together, go to church. All right. Best advice, Peter. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. I really didn't think we were going to get any calls on this. I really figured, who does this? You know, Jordan does this. Well, Jordan does stuff like this. But who else does this? And next thing you know, it's almost 8.30. Have you ever turned in an aggressive driver in New Jersey? You know, we, we probably lead the nation in aggressive drivers. I would say no. I mean, on the other hand, too, how many times do you see, like, New Yorkers, you see the New York plates, and they act like they own the roads in New Jersey? The Pennsylvania plates are more docile. They'll just park in the left lane and go slow and drive you nuts because they just don't know any better. And this thing with Pennsylvania drivers, you got to give them the forgive them. They're, they're Pennsylvania drivers. They don't know. New York drivers, they, uh, you know, they try to own the road. They'll run you off the road. They'll act aggressively and all that. Those guys you like go to war with. But the Pennsylvania drivers is like, you know, what do you want? The Pennsylvania drivers, you know. Uh, I always saw it that way. But what about you? 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever turned in an aggressive driver? We had one. In two hours, one guy was actually turned in for being aggressive. And the only reason that happened was because he's a trucker doing his job trying to get on the highway. And the cars wouldn't let him go. You know, it's tough being a trucker because you do incur the wrath of everyone on the road. You're going too slow. You can't go too fast. You block their vision when you're in front of them. And uh, you got to deal with that. You know. But on the other hand, without you, we can't eat. So it's very important when you see that. When you see that trucker on the road, take a look at what they're carrying. But tell me your story of reporting an aggressive driver. Bob is on the parkway on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Bob. How are you doing tonight? Good. How about you? I got a good story for you. All right. Coming off the Tower Memorial Bridge years ago. Right. I'm driving a red pickup myself. Right. And I turned in a guy in a red pickup that was driving crazy, and the troopers ended up pulling me over. Ah. Oh. story. The story I had to tell him to try to get out of it, think it was unbelievable. And it wasn't me. Boy, you know, it's always never you. What would you tell him? Well, I, I told him, I said, you know, I said, it's, my wife, you know, was with me, and we are coming back from Florida, and I said, this is the situation. He kind of asked her, and she, she clarified that it was the same thing, but this guy was, I mean, going from left lane to right lane, 110 miles an hour, and just going to kill somebody. You know what? So good thing you got him. Good thing you turned him in. And your wife was there to corroborate it. Yeah, we were fine. Everything everything made it through. It was just, it, you know, it happened to have the same vehicle this guy did. But I never saw him get pulled over, so. Man. All right, Bob, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. I've got an open slot if you want to jump on. Have you ever turned in someone for aggressive driving? 
in New Jersey, pound 77. Have you ever been turned in by someone for aggressive driving in New Jersey? Pound 77, 830. Now the latest New Jersey. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelise. Go to nj1015.com and see, uh, you know you're from Marlboro if, and I put a bunch of them there because I spent some time in Marlboro and they got paroled. Uh, bon Jovi, they're getting down on his voice. No reason for that. I wrote about it. NJ1015.com. Ah, okay. Lori is on the parkway. And uh, have you ever uh, turned in someone, uh, someone for driving aggressively in New Jersey? Lori's got a story. What's the story, Lori? Hi, Steve. So can you hear me? I got you perfect. driving. You sound fine. Okay, so I was actually a victim of road rage yesterday. Uh-huh. Where I really felt like my life was in danger. What happened? I was I was behind a car, and he was driving a little slowly. Right. So I decided I would pass him. So Because I knew that it eventually it was going to go into one lane. Right. So I went into the left lane. I passed him. Well, he, he got really angry. So when I passed him, I looked in my, he, he blew the horn. I looked in my rear view mirror and he's giving me all kinds of signals. Wow. <laughs> he's flipping me the bird. He's really angry and he's pulling up on my tail now. So I just kept driving normal. The next thing I know, he passes me. He blocks me in. He stops. He gets out of the car comes over to my window, starts knocking on the window. What? Well, yes. I was shaking. I refused to lower the window. Good move. He walks to the front of my car. He takes out his his phone. Right. He pretends like he's making a phone call, like he's calling the police on me. Right. He takes a picture of my license plate. Now, cars are backing up behind us. They're starting to blow their horn because they want him to get going. Right. So he gets in the car and I said, okay, this is my chance. I'm going to make a left-hand turn, try to, you know, just get away from him. I make a left-hand turn. I look, he's behind me. He's following me now. Wow. I drove a half hour through two different towns trying to think, is what's this man going to do? He would not stop following me. So what happened? I was shaking. It, I said, you know what? I'm going to head over to a police station where I thought I knew where the police were. Right. And when I had, when I got to the police station, he kept going. Now, did you call? You should have called the police from your phone. It would have got right my behind My problem him. was, I always have my phone. Yesterday, I forgot my phone. You didn't have your phone? Of course. Oh, my God. No, I didn't have my phone on me. That was the problem. That will never happen again, right? No, it will never happen again. And now I'm concerned because, like, he's taking a picture of my my license plate. I'm like, I'm hoping there's no way he can ever track me down. It was crazy. I wouldn't worry about that. I mean, I think, if anything, once it's over, it's over. But, man, I can't yeah. believe this. Really, it was the worst. It was the worst 35 minutes of my life. I didn't know what this knucklehead was going to do. Luckily, you were smart enough to find the police station to drive into. You know? And Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 
That's that is scary. And, and you know what? What kind of man does that? What kind of man wants to terrorize a woman who's visibly afraid and doesn't want you know and doesn't want any trouble? Now I will admit. <laughs> yeah. Now getting back to the beginning of the story when I passed him. Yeah. Then there was a maybe, little uh, maybe maybe what you do maybe. All right, so maybe, I mean, I knew it was going to go into a one lane, so I kind of did get into the left real fast and kind of, like, put on my accelerator to pass him. Oh, you had the audacity to pass him. Oh. Exactly. So that's what made him angry to begin with. No wonder we followed you for 35 minutes through two towns. You had the audacity to pass him. Oh, well, now now, now it puts it in perspective. Lori, (laughs) I'm glad you're okay. I never, ever, ever leave your house without your phone. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Whoa! Is that a story? Steve is in Cherry Hill on New Jersey 101.5. Steve-O. Hey, Steve. What's going on? Not much. How are you? (laughs) Doing all right. Hey, listen. You know, I've called several times. I know. On aggressive drivers. Right. And I believe it's gotten worse in the last two years. Why do you say that? Because of COVID? Because we're just more of a, of a pissed off state than we ever were? Because we're getting driven nuts and taking it out on the road? Maybe a little bit of both. So for many, many years, I drove 295 uh, to the Bordentown area for work. Right. And then spent two years basically sitting at home. Now that as we, we move our way back into the office. Right. I find that drivers are more aggressive now than they have been in the past. I think everybody's more aggressive now than they have been in the past. But that's a good point. You know, uh, maybe it's just because we haven't been on the road in a long time. and Or like those that were on the road was a lot less crowded. And now there's more crowds. So you used to get places quicker. Now it's going to take a little longer because there are more people on the road. Or, you know, there's just... You got to think about the world as it is right now. There's just... We have stress being put on us. At every corner. You get in your car. You're on the way to wherever you're going. You stop for gas. And you have found out that it has cost you between 50 and $100. You're already pissed off. Now you're on the road. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's a great point. You know, we've never been, I don't think we've ever been more pissed off as a nation than we are right now. Well, you got a point there. I think one of the things that I was always told, especially by my father and my grandfather, was a couple of things you don't do when you're in a bad mood or pissed off. Right. One of those things is get behind the wheel. Well, sometimes you have to. Uh, then, then, listen, then, then you got you to... Let me think about it. Of everybody Are you married? Yes. All right. You ever have a fight with your wife on your, and you have to go to work? You have to stop the argument because you have to go to work? Nope. You've never done that? <laughs> don't have you to. Never, you don't have to. Why not? Oh, okay. Why not? <laughs> well, we just... That's just not part part of our life. You never leave the house without without, You give it a kiss, but you know that you've never left the house angry. Steve, I don't. I don't have to. Why don't don't you have to? Because there's nothing to be mad about. All right. All right. There we go. I like that. (laughs) 
He's a smart man. Right, 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever... There was a movie. I got to tell you about a movie that would be, like, perfect for this. Coming up, have you ever been thinking about adding a pet to your family? My friends at the Pet Center in Old Bridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Old Bridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. Jersey Radio. Jersey Weather brought to you by the New Jersey Department of Health and Human Services. If you're struggling with addiction, medication that can support recovery may be the right option. Call 844-REACH-NJ to find out the facts and learn whether medication could be part of your recovery journey. Call today. Your future is waiting. 844-REACH-NJ. I can get you on if you call right now. We spent almost two hours talking about this. Have you ever reported an aggressive driver in New Jersey? You ever been driving along the road, highways, parkway, turnpike, whatever, and you see a nut job going in and out of traffic, racing another car maybe, trying to run somebody off the road, tailgating somebody? Maybe it's a car, maybe it's a truck, maybe it's a car to a truck or vice versa, and you... Being the nice person that you are, call pound seven seven and report them. Has that ever happened? Have you ever done that? Uh, or have you ever been the person that's been reported on? Or the cop that had to chase him down? Apparently it happens a lot in New Jersey. And if you're a driver in New Jersey and you think you're going to be aggressive, uh, keep in mind that not only are the cops on the side of the road watching, not only are the unmarked cars in the traffic watching, everybody's watching. And not only are they watching, they're taking pictures. They're recording you on video. They got you so many ways. You know, Vince August was in here, uh, the very funny comedian who tours with Trevor Noah, warms up The Daily Show, turned down a municipal court bench to do comedy. And uh, he said, you know, he's a defense lawyer. He tells every one of his clients, don't do it. Because you're on camera, and there's nothing you can do about it. So have you ever had that situation happen to you? I told you about a movie. Uh, in 1971, Jersey's own Steven Spielberg's, I think it was his first movie, directed by a television movie, directed by Steven Spielberg, called Duel, D-U-E-L. And it starred Dennis Weaver as David Mann, a middle-aged insurance salesman driving on a business trip, encounters a dilapidated tanker truck in the Mojave Desert. And he's passing the truck, and the truck is speeding up, and the grand roars past him. Then he overtakes the truck and passes it again. And then the truck blasts in from him, uh, blasts its horn, and man pulls into a gas station. The truck parks next to him. Man phones his wife, who's upset with him after an argument from the previous night. Station attendant tells man he needs a new radiator hose. Man says he'll get it done later. Declines the repair. Back on the road, the truck catches up, passes, then blocks man's path each time he attempts to pass. And these two are going back and forth and back and forth. And the whole movie was about the fight between uh, Dennis Weaver and his car versus this tractor trailer, uh, this tanker truck. And it, you talk about like a thriller, you talk about a scary movie. 
And you know what? The scan, you didn't, in those days, they didn't need CGI. You know, in those days, they didn't need to fill in the monsters. Alfred Hitchcock movies were the same way. You could do it with just a car and a truck. You could scare the hell out of somebody with just a car and a truck. As you know, when you drive the roads of New Jersey. Gene's in Newark on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Gene. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Just driving to work. That is the best movie that's dual, right? Yeah. My God, uh, right? It's chilling. I love that movie. Yeah. Anything um, like that happen to you? <laughs> well, I am an Uber driver, too. Um, I know that back in the day when I first started driving, I used to use OnStar to report aggressive driving. Oh, you did? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you ever see anybody um, get caught? Was, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me the story. What happened? Um, I think I had my brand new. I'm trying to think what I bought at the time. It was my GMC Terrain, I remember. And I got that truck, and somebody was just tailgating me, and I don't know why. I'm like, I can't go 100, you know. The yeah. speed limit's already like 65, so, you know. And so they kept tailgating me, weaving out of traffic, and... I wasn't in the left lane. I was in the middle lane. Right. So I hit the OnStar, and um, I told them the description of the car and the license plate, and here comes a state trooper up behind the person. Nice. So I was just like, uh, that's the one thing I could say OnStar is good for, because you could press the one button. That way you don't have to dial star 77. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure they still do it, but, you know, that person kind of deserved it a little bit so no i deserved it a lot gene thanks for the call to new jersey 101.5 not new york you bet your bananas it's all right steve trevelis and you hang until 11 o'clock tonight then it's the dennis and judy rewind starring michelle palenza uh judy's out today so, we've been talking about this for two hours, and I was surprised we get about two minutes out of it. But yet, have you ever uh, called in someone for driving aggressively in New Jersey? See, like most people, things like this happen, and it just happens. In our world, in the world of Jordan Jensen, when this happens, I can get a topic out of this. And sure enough, we got two hours out of it. Good job, kiddo. So, uh, actually, we're going on the third hour. Uh, I've never done it. And I never realized until these two hours, if you are driving aggressive in New Jersey, just how many people are watching, not just the cop on the side of the road or the cop in the unmarked car or the cameras on the billboards or everywhere on the big road signs, but everybody in the state that has a phone, they can hit pound seven, seven or can uh, film you with their camera. Scott is in Burlington on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Scott. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? Another fun show. How do you do it? Uh, you know what, Scott? I have no idea, but I thank God every night. How you doing? Yeah, look, lucky, huh? Yeah. Thank God. What are you doing? What are you thinking? All right. I'll set the stage for you. I drive the short paratransit bus for the company that has the letters in New Jersey on the side of it. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm going down the street, Canning Road, down South Jersey. I look in my mirror. I got a school bus about three feet off my bumper. I'm going to speed limit. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. Right. I get up to a red light. The light turns yellow. I go through it. I, I was right there. Was, you know, I was fine. Right. I look in the mirror. The bus comes through on the red. He's still three feet off my bumper. 
Now he tries to pass me on a double line on a hill. Right. He tried that three times. The third time, he finally did pass me on a double line. And the second time, he tried to almost had a head-on collision. So anyway, I got the bus number, the school district. I called the school district up, got a hold of their safety manager. And all those buses and my buses have they call drive cams, and they record everything. So I'd be surprised that guy probably got fired. Wow. Wow. You know what? I know. I wouldn't want him driving my kids, I'll tell you that. No. And you know what? The thing that gets me, it's, it's so hard to find school bus drivers that sometimes they lower the bar, you know, and this is what you get. And in that situation, you're better off not having than to get somebody like that. Scott, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. In uh, two days, day and a half, we in New Jersey are going to finally be able to consume recreational marijuana. I, I don't get high. I mean, I, I do. I know whatever. You could count in my life maybe five times I've gotten high. I have no, I'm, I'm not against it or anything. I just don't, you know. In fact, uh, if you find someone that got high with me, I'll give you comedy tickets. I think it's like B Street Glen. <laughs> uh, I think two of them are dead. But anyway, uh, there's, a, there's a question here about marijuana that Jeff and Bill were talking about yesterday that I hadn't thought of. And uh, it's about the, um, the law which allows police to consume marijuana when off-duty, is according to the Attorney General. Now, uh, Governor Murphy says he's open to changing that law. And uh, there are some people who uh, are not crazy about the police being able to do this. Assemblywoman Beth Sawyer from Gloucester says she worries the law could lead to impaired on-duty officers. Anyone who wants to work in public safety must be held to a higher standard. Our men and women in law enforcement have the responsibility to make life-altering decisions on a daily basis for themselves, their partners, and for the public. I want to trust that they are at their best when doing so. Uh, hold on. I'm going to put a pin in this just for a second because, oh, Scott hung up. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> here's my question. As far as I'm concerned, uh, if you're a police, now, this raises, this topic raises a lot of questions. If you're a police officer and you're off duty, you know, you should be able to, uh, you know, get high if that's what you want to do, consume marijuana. But on the other side of this, and I want to hear, you guys know a lot of police listen. I know a lot of, you know, cops and cars are listening and all. And I really, you know, I really just want to get your take on this. Because a police officer is basically on 24-7. Even when you're off duty, you're on duty. How many times you see an off-duty cop did this, an off-duty cop did that? So a lot of cops, whether they're on duty or off-duty, carry their guns. Now, you're not allowed to have a medical marijuana card and a firearms permit. But yet we have a situation where cops can carry guns and get high on their days off. And again, the law says, go ahead. And, you know, uh, but, and the other question I've got is this. The alcohol will leave your system. You get drunk, it's over with, right? But marijuana doesn't. Marijuana stays with you for days, right? So if marijuana stays in your system for days... And the police officer, is, say the police officer is off on Monday, decides to get high, uh, goes back to work on Tuesday, makes an arrest. 
Now, you're the defense lawyer. You're a good defense lawyer. And you say to yourself, take a shot here. I'm contesting the arrest because I believe the officer making the arrest was under the influence of marijuana. Now, you got to test him, right? Now, if I'm wrong, clear me up. I don't know. I'm just throwing this out there. If they test the cop and the cop turns out that he still got marijuana in his system from when he imbibed on his day off, even though it's not affecting his job at all, it's a, it's a BS shot in the dark for the lawyer. But could it hold up? So my question here, yeah, 1-800-283-101.5, and again, I want to get your take on this. Uh, how do you feel about police officers uh, being allowed to consume marijuana when off-duty? Attorney General says they can do it. Uh, Governor Murphy says he's open to change it. Uh, Assemblywoman's not crazy about it. Where do you come in on it? I mean, my take on it, yeah, you can do it, but as a, if you know, I would say really, really think about it and the ram uh, the ramifications. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Should cops be available, or should be uh, should cops be allowed to get high when they're off duty? And what other jobs are out there that, even though recreational marijuana is going to become legal, what other jobs, it doesn't make a difference, I can't get high. What other jobs are not going to be able to take advantage of this? You know, they asked Governor Murphy, how are you going to celebrate uh, marijuana day? How are you going to celebrate being able to, you know, recreationally get high? And Murphy says, well, I'm a scotch drinker. I don't really get high. I don't know. Is this something he should be celebrating? Did he really have anything to do with this? Since he promised he was going to get marijuana within the first hundred days, and it took a referendum, it took the, the we the people to vote on it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's cause for celebration in the Murphy administration. It's more of like a finally in the Murphy administration. But 1-800-283-101.5. A lot of questions comes up with this. And, you know, it's not as cut and dried as it sounds. Should police officers be allowed to consume marijuana while off duty? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Always on New Jersey 101.5. Listen weekdays for the Jersey Cash Code Words. Enter them on our app every hour, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. There are new chances to win up to $10,000. Thanks to our sponsor, the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Bet Parks, it's go time, baby. The $10,000 Jersey Cash Codes Contest on New Jersey 101.5. Asking the musical question, uh, should police officers in New Jersey be allowed to uh, consume marijuana on their days off. Governor Murphy now open to banning off-duty cops from consuming weed. How do you feel about it? Darren is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Darren. Hey, Trev. Always a pleasure, my man. Always a pleasure. Thank you, pal. Um, let, let me give you a couple of topics that maybe um, you're not thinking. Well, no, no. I don't want to say it that way. Um you have to be the first to cast the first stone. If you've never smoked weed and right. you're not able to control yourself and you don't know how weed affects you, 
then that's one point. Second point, yes, you might get high the night before, and then you have a gun, and you might not be on point. Follow what I'm saying? You might not be on point because it lasts. And then the third subject, the governor said he drinks scotch. Let me tell you something. You drink enough scotch the night before, you're going to feel it the night after. Oh, yeah, but the governor is not walking around carrying a gun, making arrests and stuff. You know, the governor is not held to to that. He's never going to be that. Come on, Darren. But I I understand what you're saying. But thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. It's not as cut and dry as it comes off. And the thing is, if I want to know, like, if you're a police officer, would you get high on your days off? Let's say I'm not going to dispute whether you can or you can't. You know, I think the laws should pertain to everyone in New Jersey. And if you're an off-duty cop and you want to get high, you should be able to. But is it a good idea? Knowing that, you know, cops have their guns with them when they're off. You can't have a firearm license and a medical marijuana card. So what do you do here? 1-800-283-101.5. When you go back to work and you're on duty, if it's still in your system, will that have an effect on your job? Angelo's in Deptford on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Angelo. Hey, how you doing? Good. What are you thinking? Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's right. I'm a retired police officer. I'm also a Vietnam vet, and okay. I've seen people get killed that with marijuana. I can't believe they legalized it. I cannot believe it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they legalize it. They also have alcohol, right? People can get killed from alcohol. That's legal. Yeah, I know you that. Have to, you have to use ju- good judgment. Marijuana, marijuana is, shouldn't be allowed anywhere, not just police officers, anywhere where it's being used to affect your nervous system. And that's exactly what it affects. All right, Angelo. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Angelo's been through Vietnam. He's seen things that we haven't seen, so, you know, we give him the benefit of his doubt. Let's talk to Noah in Union on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Noah. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. Anytime. What are you thinking? So here's what I'm thinking. It's like, for me personally, I feel that they, like, you know, with marijuana, I don't think that anybody is very dangerous with marijuana, you know. In terms of, like, with a gun, I don't think it makes people violent like alcohol does. I agree with that. But there's a law. But, you know, but you still, I I mean, I I agree with you. I would much rather be, I would much rather, given the choice, the guy with the gun should be smoking. The guy with the gun be a lot more sedate if he's smoking than if he's drinking. I get that. But there's a law that says firearms and medical marijuana cards don't mix. So firearms and recreational marijuana aren't going to mix. Cops love to carry their firearms. Right, exactly. Yeah, I think it just gets down to that point where it's, it's you know, it's it's too much of a gray area to change now, especially. Well, you could change it. Yeah, it'd just be hard. It would. Just, I think. I think it would just be hard to do. You know. Well, the governor said he could just. He's thinking of changing it. 
I think. I mean, I gotta be. I gotta be. I gotta be listening to the show more. I guess be more a little bit tuned. I guess. No, no, no. The governor today, yesterday, Governor Murphy. The headline in the NJ.com and on New Jersey one hundred one point five, Murphy opened to banning off-duty New Jersey cops from consuming weed. They wrote about it. We talked about it. So he's open to banning it right now. The attorney, acting attorney general, is saying they can get high. I I get that. Uh, would they? You know, you whether you, you it's one thing to be able to do something; it's another thing should you do it. Right, right. I think, I think personally, I think that there's a lot of them that how they've gone about their job for uh-huh. so long. Right. I don't think they will just because it's like you know you have so many people that probably arrested people for marijuana in the past, and it just creates a situation now where it's like. You went one way for so long during your career. Will you really go the other way? Exactly. Noah, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Good stuff. Katie's in Allentown on New Jersey 101.5. Katie, what are you thinking? Hi. Um, so my husband is actually a canine officer. i um, been an officer for 10 years now. Okay. Um, when we heard about the use of marijuana, he works on night 7P to 7A. Right. His exact response was he was excited. Not not for recreational, you know, use. It was the fact that he can come home at seven and go to bed by eight o'clock a.m. Right. And be able to fall asleep. As we have two little kids that are running around, I'm getting out of school. Everything daylight. The guy doesn't sleep. For him to just go to work at that night. That's not easy for him. It's not not at all. That was his response. Oh my God, I can sleep. Okay, so so basically. He would take it. He, you know, he would get high. And there's no problem with him getting high. Like I said, my question is just because it stays in the system so long and, you know, it, it could be more it could be more dangerous if you got cops and guns is what they're saying. And the other thing, too, is that if he's on the job or say the following night, he's on the job, he makes an arrest and the defense lawyer just says, you know what? The cop was high when he made the arrest. Yes. So with that said, I think we've all gotten high before, or many of of, of us have. Um, you know, seven oh, sure. a.m. You take a puff of weed. You know, the weed. It kind of calms you down. You go to sleep. You sleep for the next eight hours. He's not waking up and taking another puff. No, no, no. I get that. But if it's high when he wakes up, I get it. It's in the system. Can that go? Can that be a problem in court? Can that be a problem on the job? Compare. Let me compare it to something. When I first met him, you know. The guys being young and everything, these guys were like partying until, you know, 6 a.m. And going to sleep, I guess going to sleep for a half an hour, drunk. Right. Waking up around 7, 7.30 to do their day shift. You know how many young cops do that? So they're actually kind of tipsy, hungover. I don't, I don't dispute it. Day. I'm just saying, you know, is it. It's kind of the same. It, 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 it may be, but then you could go with the two wrongs don't make a right. Again, I have, I'm not saying I'm not trying to condemn at all. My only point is this: is this something that could affect him now that it's legal, and now that we know cops are getting high on their days off? Is this something that could come into play on the job? That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. It's 9:30. 
Now the latest New Jersey news. Brought to you by Maple Leaf Farms in Manalapan, one of the largest garden centers in New Jersey. They sell wholesale to the public. They grow what they sell with the largest selection of tropicals, hanging plants, annual flats, roses, and so much more. Visit MapleLeafFarmNJ.com. Their prices, seriously, are insane. All right. We all can recreationally get high on Thursday, should the police be among us when they're off duty. Governor Murphy says, oh, no. the Attorney General says, oh, yeah. And the Assemblywoman goes, I don't think so. Where do you come in? Bill is in Clayton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Bill. Hey, hey, Tony. Hope you're well tonight. Good, Bill. I, I am. How about you? Pretty good, thanks. Hey, listen, think? I'm going to sway just a little bit off topic as far as the police being able to use. I haven't really formed an opinion on that yet. But your couple callers back. The guy did say, a gentleman did say about it. You can't have the medical marijuana card and your firearms ID card in New Jersey, which I know is a fact. Right. And so how's that going to shake down when the average citizen, you can't find anything out about it, goes into one of these stores and buys recreational marijuana, and they do happen to be a firearms card holder. Are they going to, they, what are they going to do, backtrack through the system, leave your, your license and come back and want to take your firearms card and your guns? I don't know. It's a very, it's a very good question, but I don't know if you can't have a medical mar, you know. And the question thing now becomes, what about medical marijuana cards? If everybody can go buy recreational weed, what's the difference? Why do you need a card? Oh, Unless uh, they cost a small fortune, and somebody's making a lot of money off them getting it, there really isn't. I, I question that too, since this has become legal in my own mind. Is there maybe an insurance break? I don't know. I honestly don't. But it's a very good question. If firearms, if they're saying firearms and marijuana don't mix, right? Can you buy alcohol with a firearms, uh, you know, uh, if you have a firearms card? Yeah, I, I totally disagree with that. You know, not what you're saying. I totally disagree with the point that if you did use marijuana, you, you can't have your firearms ID card. Right. So, I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, I'd rather have the guy have a, you know, be smoking weed than drinking scotch, honestly. Uh, honestly, me too. It's, it's just for his own health and well-being. And for everybody else's. And everybody else's, yeah, besides everybody else's. Yeah. Bill, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Joe is in brick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Joe. Hey, how's it going? Nice to, nice to talk to you. Same here. What are you thinking? Uh, I'll be law enforcement. Okay. Um, I'm kind of tired of the rules for thee, but not for me. <laughs> no, no, but 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 seriously, I understand what you're saying. I'm not. My point is, you should be able to do what you want. You can do it, but but answer me this. Let's say you're off on Monday, and you partake. Now Tuesday, you go back to work. It's in your system. You make an arrest. The defense lawyer says, you know what? I have no idea, but I'm going to take a shot. The officer was high when he made the arrest. Now they have to run a test on you. And if it comes back that you have marijuana in your system on the job, how does that bode for you? Well, I guess that's something that the attorneys and the courts are going to have to work out amongst themselves. Well, you can't take that attitude. You can't, but you can't sit back and say that. you got to know. You're putting your life yeah, at well, risk with that, your career at risk yeah. with that. That's up to, I guess, the legislators to make the right decisions and write the law. Yeah. And in the meantime, who hangs for it? Worked, I just worked 14 hours. I have to go to work tomorrow. Right. I just got home. I'm not going to start slinging back beers right now. 
No, no, but you, I'm not saying that you should, but you understand my question, right? Yeah, I do, I do, I do. Okay. I wish they would have better testing before they started making this stuff illegal. Right. So I guess there's no real right answer right now. The real answer is you can, but I, if I, if it were me, I would, I would either, I would get this ironed out. I would get something in place through the PBA or any, I would get something in place saying, look, if I want to get high, I don't want any repercussions when I'm back on the job the next day, you know, and, and, and just ha like you said, hammer something out. But I would not, I would not want to be the test guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? That I have to put them all through this. Yeah, they need to get this ironed out before police officers start getting high off the job, I think. Yeah, we can't even use CBD oils. That's what I mean. Because just in case we get drug tested, we could pop hot for that. Yeah, and that's the same thing with this. Yeah, you get high. And again, how's it going to happen? It's going to happen from some defense attorney throwing a Hail Mary. Yeah, you got my guy. How am I going to get him off? You know what? The officer was high. And you're like, dude, I had a joint Sunday. It's Tuesday. What do you want from me? And, and well, it's still in your system. What do we know? You know, they, they got to figure a way around this. Yeah, I think it should have been thought out a lot longer before they started going down this path. It doesn't surprise you that it wasn't, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> you got it, pal. Beckham is in freehold on New Jersey 101.5. Odell, so good to hear from you. How are you? It's Tuesday. What do you want? Odell, Beckham, turn your radio on. Turn your radio off and talk to me. Yeah, I think it should have been. Oh, Beckham. I'm going to put Beckham on hold so that he could realize that uh, I'm going to come back to him after the break. 1 800 283 101.5. Steve Trevelisse asking a question Should police officers be allowed to smoke weed while off duty? Dominsky and Doyle. All right, New Jersey 101.5 presents the Town Hall. The future of work in the Garden State this Thursday night at 7. Join news anchor Eric Scott as we examine recent workforce challenges. Whether you're an employee or employer, we'll provide you with a map for our changed New Jersey workplace. Thanks to our sponsor, CSI Group, New Jersey's premier tax and estate planning firm. The New Jersey 101.5 Town Hall, the future of work in the Garden State. Join us this Thursday night at 7 on NJ1015.com or listen on your radio or our free app. All right, 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. I'm Steve Trevely. Sid Mark passed away, 88 years old. Saturday, Sunday's with Sinatra. Friday's with Frank and uh, Michael Martucci, who um, now sings Sinatra all over the country. We'll be calling in and we'll talk about him in the, after the 10 o'clock news. In the meantime, we're talking about the idea of off-duty police officers being allowed to uh, partake of recreational legalized marijuana, which begins on Thursday in New Jersey. Your thoughts? Let's go to uh, Mike is in Howell on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. What are you thinking? Uh, I think uh, most certainly uh, off-duty police officers should be able to partake and enjoy themselves just like they do with alcohol. Okay. But again, what about the situation? Uh, should it be? They need to work something out 
uh, as far as being on the job. Governor Murphy says uh, he's thinking of, uh, you know, changing things. He's open to banning the cops from consuming weed. We got an assemblywoman who's not crazy about it. She doesn't think it should be happening. Uh, well, the, first, oh, go ahead. At first, Governor Murphy was okay with it. And then since one assemblywoman uh, said something about it, now he's backpedaling on it. That shocks you, right? Our governor would never backpedal on anything to to appease any one person, minority, or special interest group. Not our governor. He stands by his word. It does shock me a little bit. No, not that aspect of it. Come on, just how he could do that. Um, well, here's the thing, though. You know, if you, it's it's a bigger issue. They've got to put something in place because marijuana stays in your system longer than alcohol. Right. They've got to put something in place that protects the officer on the job against having marijuana in his system, which he or she smoked or imbibed uh, when they were off. Okay, so from what I understand is that there's multiple companies right now. Right. I don't know how far they've come with it, but there are breathalyzer tests the same as with alcohol. Now, how reliable they are and how far they've come with them, I'm not quite sure, but I do know that they are uh, on the stock market. And they're on the stock market. Yeah, like they're like like they're a big enough company to where they're at least on the stock market. It doesn't mean anything, but maybe it will come to fruition. And so when you pull me over and you think I'm drunk or you think I'm high off of marijuana, that they'll be able to tell. But again, this is not some, are you, are you a cop, Mike? No, sir. Okay. Uh, here's, <laughs> here's the thing. No, you said, you know, if you pull me over, I mean, here's the thing though. If you're, like this man, if you're talking about the idea I need you need something more than that. You need something specifically in place, because if if a police officer is getting high on his day off or her day off, and then goes back right. on the job in two days, pulls someone over, it's going to be common practice for the lawyer, the defense lawyer, to say, "I'd like the officer checked to, for marijuana in the system," I got and you. they're going to say, "Ah, the cop is high." See what I'm saying? That's my that's my concern. Yes, yeah, that's a big concern. I agree with you. Okay. All right. Thanks for the call. Victor's in Jackson on New Jersey 101.5. Victor, your thoughts? So my issue is um, I'm uh, 420 friendly. Okay. I have friends who are 420 friendly. Okay. Uh, my one buddy, he works for a refinery. What and do you does think? A lot of, I'm cool with that. What do you think? Uh, he's... My buddy works for a refinery and does a lot of federal contracts. And he brought up a good point. If the police officers are allowed to smoke, why can't he? Because the police should fall under federal guidelines, rules, really. He works for a refinery? Yeah. And that's the, then he's got to take it up with either his boss or the union, and they got to work something out. 
It's as simple as that. Weekday mornings. Share your first three. One hundred one point five. Steve Trevelyan. Today, we lost a music icon, Sid Mark, who launched the sounds of Sinatra in Philadelphia sixty-two years ago. Had a long relationship with Frank Sinatra. Passed away at the age of eighty-eight. The summer wind came blowing in. This all started when someone suggested that Sid spin an hour of Frank Sinatra. In 1979, Sid took the sounds of Sinatra to the national level with affiliates in New York and Los Angeles. Soon the show spread across the country. Nearly more than 100 radio stations. Sundays with uh, Sinatra, Fridays with Frank. And uh, I had the pleasure many times from uh, doing the overnight show on Saturday nights on WIP. Uh, Sid worked on WPHT, which was upstairs, and many times on a Sunday morning we'd cross, uh, you know, in the hall, him on the way in, me on the way out, quick hello. But you knew, tall man, you knew you were talking to an icon. And um, to talk more about him is a man who uh, does a better Sinatra one of the best Sinatras I've ever seen. He talks like Sinatra, and uh, he has toured many, many years with the Frank Sinatra show. I got to open for him uh, at the Basie Theater, where uh, he did uh, Frank Sinatra live with the Count Basie Orchestra at the Sands, reproducing the whole album. He has Sinatra's permission to do this, and that would be uh, Michael Martucci. How you doing, my friend? Good evening, Steve. What's up, Blue Eyes? It's been a little, little bit. Ah, can you believe Sid Mark died, 88 years old? Sidney, my poor Sidney. I met Sidney, I'd say probably about 36 years ago, right. to the Sinatra office, and uh, he was doing this thing in Philadelphia, and Sinatra was playing the Spectrum three months later. So I said, hey, Sid, why don't, you, why don't we do a little party together? Me and you, you host it before the, the show. I'll grab a bunch of tickets. We'll serve them dinner. Give them some booze. Play some Sinatra music. You'll sell some stories, and we'll all go to the concert together as a group, and then come back and do some dancing. And the Sinatra party package was born. Nice. And yeah, and we went on to do that at shows at Madison Square Garden and at the Meadowlands. We did trips to Italy. Wow. Uh, trips to England to see Sinatra. Uh, Sid, Sid didn't come on those trips, uh, but he he heavily promoted them and was involved with them with me. And I, you know, but Sid was a great man. How often does you know a radio guy paying tribute to a man end up becoming so tight, such a good friend of that man? They had a relationship that lasted for decades. They met in '66, and you were part of that because you had Frank's permission to carry out to carry on with the music. Well, Sidney met Sinatra when Sinatra was performing at the Sands with the Count Basie band. That actual album, Sidney was at the was at the recording of it, right. and Sinatra promised him that he would give it, give him the album and have him break it on a, on the station in Philadelphia, which Sid did. Right, and that that album went on to be you know one of the icon of Sinatra's category catalog. Yeah, and you produce it brilliantly when you take it on the road. Oh, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Sidney knew, knew, knew his Sinatra, and his, his, uh, he had a show which was back in the in the eighties uh, and nineties in New York City on Saturday night. Right. Sid Mark would be on WYMY. Right. Saturday with 
Sinatra, and he did uh, three or four hours that was just brilliant. The city came alive, and it was even better if Sinatra was in town, staying at his his home with the Waldorf. Uh-huh. He just felt that energy. Yeah, it, 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 it was it was truly amazing. But uh, you know, Sydney will live on. His voice will live on. Sinatra music will live on, and hopefully, with guys like you and myself that. Uh, you know, support it and keep it going. Do you worry about that? You know, do you worry about, I, I don't want to see that music ever go away. And I worry about that with rock and roll now, you know, as music continues to change. And now, you know, Sid was keeping Sinatra's music alive. I hope they continue, you know, uh, because they can, they can run these shows forever. And the music will I, always be relevant. I do worry about it. I, I, I think rock and roll has a better chance uh, of survival because of the beat and danceability of it, and a lot of uh, today's music still has some rock roots in it. But I think the standards are, you know, they're they're obsolete. I mean, it's a dying breed. But you know what, Michael? What goes around comes around. Well, we hope so. But not uh, the powers that be that are running things in the music industry in the world. It seems like great things die young. Uh, this is a very long life, 88 years old, right? Uh, your best memory of Sid Mark? Oh, best memory of Sid Mark. Uh, it's just, I, was, I watched him, into, we, we did an event with Tony Bennett. Right. Uh, Tony Bennett was going to perform at Valley Forge. And uh, we had Tony come over to the, uh, the hotel where we were all having a big, uh, you know, you come to the hotel and like 300 people and you have a big party and, he surprised us with Tony pulled up by himself in a car. Uh-huh. I forgot this in front of the in front of the Valley Forge Hotel, right? And and walked right in and and Sydney did one of the most brilliant interviews, and he actually got Tony to sing, you know, a cappella, wow, to the audience, which was a real real treat. But he he you just you felt like it was two friends talking, and that's what all his his interviews were. It's just like you know, just two guys just shooting shooting it and talking. Know, from one guy to another it means yeah it means so much to a radio guy to have the legends that they talk to treat them as equals sinatra treated mark like a like a friend and uh tony and he was accepted by all of them and you know and, and that's why he was able to sit down and do that he was he was part of the deal you know it wasn't just the guy interviewing the star sid was part of the deal and sinatra made him that way you know, two Jersey guys, Sid from Camden, Frank from Hoboken. Well, speaking of dying breeds, know what a dying breed is? Is a DJ out there, a radio personnel that can introduce a song and kind of set it up and give you and, and make you like really relate to that song. This day and age, they don't do that any longer. It's just one hit after the next hit or, you know, a little talk in between. But Sid had a way of telling a story with each song. You know, you're right. Appreciate it. I've talked about, I've talked to the people about that. There's the one thing in music, like when we were coming up, it, there was, there was a story to every song. And I think that now, you know, there are places where I, I listen, like I listen to some shows. Uh, my friend Dave Heffel does a show on a 60s show and it's like a countdown show. But whenever he introduces a song, he tells a story about the song. And when you're talking about the 60s, so much time has gone by that those stories 
that were kind of told before are now new and fresh and can be told again. And yeah, I want to, when I hear my music, I want to learn something about the song, something about the artist. I want that story. And you're right. That's what Sid was so good at. And I think that that lost art is coming back. I hope it's coming back in radio. It was too much shut up and play the music. And now they realize that if everybody shuts up and plays the music, no one's going to stand out. Sid stood out. What? One of the problems with today's music is you could listen to it repeatedly, even in these uh, $1,000 headphones, and still can't understand the words. Yeah. Like, what do you say? What you say? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so you can't even follow the story if you, can't, if you can't hear the words. It was all about the words with Frank and with Sid. Now, what's next up for Michael Martucci? Uh, we have some concerts we're going to be doing over the summer. We'll probably return back to the Basie. Okay. Uh we're on the road doing some comedy stuff with uh, Mike Marino and Joe Gorga, uh, working with Anthony Radia, who's a great comic. Uh, if you've ever seen him live, tremendous. He's great. He absolutely is great. He's been on the show. They've all been on the show. Anthony's fantastic. Yeah, Ant Anthony's got, I mean, he's one, it's nonstop an hour of just killing you. That yeah. You go home with a belly, you, you got a bellyache. So he's doing that Anthony stuff, and uh, hopefully you and I can get together back on the stage over the holiday season this year. You got it. Keep in touch, man. We know what you're doing. You come on and we'll talk. All right, Steve. You're the best, man. Have a great night. Thanks for honoring the, the, the memory of Sid Mark. You got it, my pal. Feel better. It's Michael Martucci. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelisse in New Jersey 101.5. Fast traffic. Buy SellYourCarNow.com. SellYourCarNow wants to buy your car. SellYourCarNow.com. Enter your license plate number. Get your quote. That's it. Looking for a new car? Save on a new Jeep during their Jeep celebration event. Visit SellYourCarNow.com. Steve Trevelisse. Sid Mark passed away, 88 years old, 62 years of playing Sinatra's music. Forged a relationship with Frank Sinatra. You heard Michael Martucci talking about him. Uh, you're going to hear my good friend you talk about him in just a second. But first, Raymond is on 78 on New Jersey 101.5. Raymond, how are you? I'm doing good, man. I wake up every morning, you know? That's a good thing. Good. That's a good thing. <laughs> and tomorrow morning, I'm hoping for the same thing for you, Raymond. There, there you go. Thank you. All right. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, I hold a CDL. Right. Uh, I'm, I have to do random testing. Right. Could, you know, like you're saying, smoke on Sunday, get a random test on Wednesday, Thursday, boom, I lose my job. Right. And, and, and... If I'm riding down the road and somebody runs into me, and it's not my fault, you're still I screwed. Have to go. I, I, yeah, I instantly have to go get a test. I mm -hmm. test positive right away. That accident becomes my fault. Well, this is the thing. I mean, that's going to be a, a field day for defense lawyers as far as cops are concerned, because if a cop, whatever a cop makes an arrest, and I'm the lawyer for the defense. Uh, for the arrestee, I say, let's right. get the cop tested. And if he comes back positive, hey, right now, it, it's a risk. Right. So, so, so that's a profession that they chose. So they have to play by the rules, just like I do. No, no, I understand play by the rules, but what are the rules? In other words, like the district attorney is saying they can get high. The government said the governor says maybe, uh, you know, maybe may change that. And there's an assemblywoman that's saying that they shouldn't. My question is, until they get this, they got to come up with some kind of a, a, a remedy for this. Well, absolutely, they do. Yeah. yeah. But, but, I, but I don't think, I think if, if they do that, it should be across the board. 
for you as well. Not just law, not just law. Right, exactly. Uh, and you know what? There you go. And you know, but once I think that once they do, then they then that will apply across the board. It would have to. Right. Yeah, it, it it would have to. Raymond, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. What are you doing here? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. What was that? What the hell are you doing here? A very good question, Hugh from Ambler. <laughs> oh, Steve, great show as always. I'm listening in, and um, I get the news Yeah. from Steve Trevelisa's show that Sid Mark passed away. I got the news from my boss, Ann Gress, when I walked in. I had no idea. Wow. But um, you know what, Steve? I'm, I'm, I'm saddened, but I'm also, um, I mean, this man who, who I've met many times, mm -hmm. okay? Um, just, I mean, it's remarkable, what he, not only what he did for Frank Sinatra, but just his radio expertise, you know? Yeah. He worked at, you know, he worked at WPHT, um, doing Fridays with Frank. So it became then eventually just yeah. Sundays with Sinatra. And uh, a very gracious guy, very, yeah, you could say radio guy. I mean, there, yeah. there's like radio personalities who come on, they read liners, they play songs, and they, you know what I mean? Sid owned the song he was about to play. And by the time he was done introducing it, he made you want to hear it. Yeah. But I got to tell you a story. I met, I met Sid Mark back at the WWDB days. Do you remember that? The Radio? wonderful world of Dolly Banks. Yeah. That's what it stood for. About it, buddy. Yeah. But listen, Dom Dominic Quinn, who uh, put me on the map, I was Hugh the Baker from Flower Town. Me and Dominic Quinn. Really? Would talk. Yeah. I remember that I sat next to Dominic Quinn at a telethon for Channel 17. We were raised, I forget what we were raising money for, uh, but I sat next to him on the panel. And what a cool wow. guy. Who, there was another guy. Who's wow. the other guy that did afternoons on WWDB? Irv Homer. Oh, wow. Irv Homer. Irv Homer. Who's was another guy I was with on the panel. Yeah. But see, this is the thing. So uh, here I am. I'm talking to Dom. Uh, Quinn in the eighties, you know, I'm just a young guy, and 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 he like took to me. He, I was one of his guys. Nice. I would call in, and you know, and he'd be Hugh the Baker from Flower Town. I was like, what the hell? I don't. I'm just a baker, you know. He's like, no, no, no. You're. He made you a personality. See that? Yeah. I didn't realize you had you had training before you would come on this show, you. I didn't realize that you were a radio guy. I thought you was just you. I didn't realize you was no. you. You know I called WIP. I talked to Andy. No, no, no. I, I know that, but I'm just saying I didn't realize like you were in the WWDB world. I mean, you know. Yeah. Oh. But listen, the reason why I'm bringing this up uh -huh. is because it's it's this is this is the coolest thing of it all. My wife and I, our first child was born on a Friday night. Okay, right, December thirteenth, and Friday with Sinatra was on the air. Right, and I said, "Sure, I'm going to call in and tell them because people like they love this stuff." So I called into Sid Mark's show. Right, and he goes, "Oh, Hugh the Baker and his wife just had a." Had a boy tonight. 
And we talked about it on the air. And he goes, you missed Sinatra's birthday by one day because December 11th, right? Our son was born on 1213. Wow. Wow. How about that? You know what? You know what the amazing thing was, though, Steve? Mm -hmm. I got so many freaking gifts (laughs) to me. It was incredible. Yeah. Okay, now our son, our son now, Michael, is thirty-one years old. Right. But when he was born, Sid Mark announced his birth. How about that? And I, it, 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 you know what, dude? And I'm I'm saddened by the passing of that man, but I'm also grateful that I, I was able to meet him. I talked to him. And these are regular people. They are just so personable. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And you know what? That was the thing. About, it's probably what sold Frank to Sid. You know, yeah. that was probably. I mean, it's one thing to play. Uh, I mean, for instance, my friend Tom Cunningham plays Bruce Springsteen's music. And, uh, yeah. you know, did the Bruce Brunch and now uh, the Sunday show. And the thing about it is, you know, now he's got a relationship, you know, him and Bruce, you know, him and Bruce are good. And it's rare that that happens, you know, that you could actually make friends with the person that you honor. Frank and Sid were friends since 1966, and that is a beautiful thing. And you know what? The other thing is... Go ahead. No, the other thing real quick is radio will never go out of style. And that's the most amazing thing about... All the entertainment things that we're dealing with today, mm-hmm. you guys on radio are, are where it's at, man. And you're the reason for that. And thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. And let's hope, uh, you know, let's hope Sinatra stays around forever. 1-800-283-101.5. Did you ever hear of Sid Mark? No, no, I haven't. Sid Mark was a Camden DJ. Uh, worked in Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. it started out, he got a request to play an hour of Sinatra. And from that, he turned it into a, a show called oh. Sunday with Sinatra, and he also did Fridays with Frank, oh, and wow. he was able to syndicate the show. Uh, this goes back to, like, 1979. In 1966, he and Sinatra actually met and became friends. Oh, and he, became, he died today at the age of 88. Oh, but the show, I mean, it, it's Sid Mark was like, he was the guy who always brought on Sinatra. And uh, they became friends. And uh, for 62 years, Sid Mark played Frank Sinatra on the radio. Wow. Right, Sinatra from, Sid, Sinatra from Hoboken and Sid from Camden. Salute, 1031. Now the latest New Jersey. We're brought to you by NJ Spine and Wellness. NJ Spine and Wellness is your team of experts in neck and back pain. Visit the orthopedic and back pain management specialist at NJSW.com or call 877-333-NJSW to learn more about how you can relieve pain and get better faster today. NJSW.com. Steve Trevelis, tomorrow night, Trevia, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey, 101.5. Jersey's opening lines on uh, Thursday night. We give you the opening line of a song we play every weekend on New Jersey, 101.5, when the music comes out to play. If you get it right, valuable prizes. We're just like that, you know. Uh, go to nj1015.com, check out, ten, uh, check out uh, you know you live in Marlboro if...
I, uh, I moved from Union City to Marlboro when I was a teenager. Talk about culture shock. And uh, I put a list together with the help of my Facebook friends. You know you're from Marlboro if... And uh, you'll like that if you're from Marlboro. Or Manalpin, you may not like it as much. From Marlboro, you're going to like it. And also something else. Bon Jovi is on tour. Now, we had the Voxies on last week. And the Voxies um, opened for Bon Jovi. They were a band, the Jersey band, that was formed during the pandemic. And Bon Jovi liked them and invited them to open for him in Charlotte, North Carolina, when they began the tour. And Bon Jovi's been getting a lot of flack on this tour. Because uh, his voice isn't what it used to be. Well, his voice hasn't been what it used to be for a while now. Uh, I'll give you a newsflash. No one's voice is what it used to be. But however, Bon Jovi's taking the heat from this. In St. Paul, critics said it was living on a prayer. Okay, now, see, when you write songs that lend themselves to this kind of stuff, you're going to get it, right? Uh, in Raleigh, they questioned if it was a deeper issue. He sang Wanted, Dead or Alive. They put it out there. You could see the fans react. The band's like, what's going on? Uh, it's nowhere near perfect. But then again, does it matter? And that's the question that, you know, I want to ask you. When you go to see a classic rock concert, are you really expecting to hear the music replicated the way you heard it the first time? You know, are you going to hear the record reproduced? I've heard those shows. I mean, if you go see the Eagles, you will hear the... Well, not anymore. Uh, I was lucky enough to go... Uh, I got a, I got a call. I was working. I was doing. I was down in Philadelphia. I'm doing updates on the sports radio, and I get a call uh, from a friend of mine who worked for um, the concert uh, Live Nation. Said, you know, we got extra Eagle tickets. Do you want? Them? Do you want to go? I'm like, yeah. So I call B Street Glen, and we go, and we are mesmerized by how incredible this band sounded. And you close your eyes, you would swear you were listening to the record. And not the Wells Fargo Center that we were sitting in. And, you know, there are guys who can do that. And then most bands, you know, they, they lose a little as time goes on. And the voices don't keep up. Um, Frankie Valley lowered his keys. The only person whose voice, I would say, has just maintained till the day he died was Jay Black from Jay and the Americans. Um... For whatever reason, he lost everything. He lost the band. He lost his family. He lost, um, you know, I mean, he lost, he lost his family. He lost his band. He lost a couple of wives. I don't know. But the one thing, his health, the one thing that he managed to keep was that voice. And he said he did no training. But for some reason, whenever he wanted to hit the note, he hit the note. And he was incredible. Go, go listen to Jay Black and the Americans. And you'll see what I mean. But everybody else. He takes it down a notch. You lose your voice. It's not the same as it was. And Bon Jovi's going through that. But do you go, when you go to see a classic rock band, are you going to see the the band the way they sounded when you were young? Or are you going to see the show? Are you going to see the whole thing, the whole package? Are you going to feel young again? Are you going to uh, relive experiences from the old days? Are you going to recreate new experiences? When you sit there and you're watching the band and you can feel the frills on that jacket that you haven't worn in a 100 years and isn't even on your back right now, but in your mind, you're wearing it. You're young again. And you lock into that experience. 
Do yourself a favor. Don't open your eyes and look around at the crowd. You're going to get shocked back into reality. But uh, what are you going to say? What do you think, Jordan? Well, I recently went and saw Elton John, as you know. Right. And my reasoning for that was not because he's a great performer anymore, but because it was on my bucket list. Oh, I right. felt... But how was the show? It wasn't that great. But the, but the, but the show itself... Well, right? the concert was cool. It was right. nice seeing... Like, I, I, I expected more. I was disappointed. Okay. Now... Did anybody else, it was just him singing? See, that's the thing. They can't sing the songs the way they used to. Yeah. When you're doing a bucket list thing, I think like Elton John's approach and Bon Jovi's approach are different. Because Elton John's approach is, I'm going out, I'm going to sing all my songs one last time and blow them out before I stop. I don't think he's ever going to stop because he keeps adding shows to this farewell tour. We're all going to be dead, and Elton John's still going to be doing the farewell tour. Bowie did this at one point. Bowie said, I'm going to do my oldies one last time. And when he did them, it was amazing. He did them strong. He did them well. And then he stopped doing them. Bon Jovi is promoting an album. He's got a new album that he's promoting, and he's got all the theatrics. He's got the band. He's got, you know, he's doing a current concert. But, of course, Bon Jovi's appeal is to people who are in their, you know, 40s, 50s, and 60s. He's 60. So it's a different vibe. I guess what I see is he's trying to create a hype about something new. Right. Where Elton John is hyping up what's old and what he's been doing and not trying to say, hey, I'm bringing you something new. Here, create new expectations. I went to that Elton John show knowing what to expect right. from everyone who's seen him in the past couple of years. Here's Bon Jovi saying, here, I'm bringing out a new experience. Get hyped about this. And that leaves a lot of space for disappointment. Well, hold on. Let's talk more about this after the break. Jominsky and Doyle. 283 101.5. Steve Trevelis. You're getting out of here in about 10 minutes. The uh, Dennis and Judy Rewind starring Michelle Palenza comes up at 11 o'clock. But uh, talking about Bon Jovi and, uh, you know, they're killing him because his voice isn't the same as it used to be. And again, whose voice is the same as it used to be? Uh, certainly not mine. Yours? So when you go to see a classic rock act, are you going to see the new music? Are you expecting to see them and remember them the way they were? Or are you expecting to go back in time? And remember you the way you were when they first came out. 1-800-283-101.5. And that's what the Bon Jovi show is. It's the experience of going to see Bon Jovi. You know, and you, you, the people who saw him, you know, on those heavy metal, on those sold-out stadium shows, uh, love him. And he's still selling out major arenas. And as far as the voice goes, you know, man has an incredible voice. You know, he has an incredible voice in that the people in Ukraine, as they were getting prepared to fight, they're listening to It's My Life. He has an incredible voice in New Jersey with the Soul Kitchen, helping people in need. He has an incredible voice when he gives uh, local bands like the Voxies the chance to open the show on a national tour. Man's got a voice that will be heard for, resonate for, for forever in New Jersey. And as far as the shows go, it's funny, if you, if you go see Bruce Springsteen and you want Bruce Springsteen to sing uh, the hits that most people want from Bruce Springsteen, which is Rosalita to Born in the USA, the way he sang them on the record, 
You're not going to get it. But if you go see Bruce doing his new albums, you're going to get that on the record because that's what Bruce sounds like now. Through no fault of his own, he's 72. And he consistently records every couple of years. He gives you an album. And John Bon Jovi, every couple of years, gives you an album. So you're penalizing the guy, basically saying that, you know, I want you to sing, you know, the new album, You're gonna he's going to sound like he does because he's singing a new song. But when you're saying it, you know, why don't you sound like you did when you were 25 singing Living on a Prayer? Why don't you sound like you did? You're 60 years old now. You've been singing for years. Why don't you sound like you did when you were, again, 25 singing, uh, you know, uh, You Give Love a Bad Name? You're not going to do it. Now, go get Bruce, as I was saying. Take Bruce Springsteen. When he sings his new songs, he sounds like the record. But when you say to Bruce, I want you to go sing Thunder Road, exactly like you did in 1974, it's not going to happen. He sings Thunder Road like Bob Dylan now. He sounds like Bob Dylan when he sings Thunder Road. He can't hit those notes anymore. But that's, that's my point as far as Bon Jovi goes. So... You know, we can do more of this tomorrow night because by another hour. Who are the bands that are worth, we'll talk about this tomorrow night, who are the bands that are worth seeing that you say, because there are some bands that when you go, they still got it. And for whatever reason, kept the, Robert Plant kept the voice in shape, it works. And then there are other bands who, you know, either have to lower their keys. Frankie Valley's 85 and he's still singing the Four Seasons songs from 1962. But he's not hitting those notes anymore. But people are still going to see him. So I guess, you know, Bon Jovi's voice gets stronger with the work he does. And the effect he has on the world and the community. Even though his voice isn't what it used to be as far as singing. Given the choice, I'll take what I got now. All right. 1-800-283-101.5 is a number you will not need for a while. So, let's talk tomorrow, shall we? And this sounds like it did day. Heading out tonight? This has been the Steve Travely Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.